Justice League. There are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Foot Podcast. I'm Corsho Straffy, and I'm here with Faith. That's David. Hello. How you doing, David? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing great. I burnt, I burnt the roof of my, my mouth last night. Oh, how did you do that? Uh, we had shepherd's pie, and I was impatient. Oh, I hadn't had a shepherd's pie in so long. You know, in some places they call it Chinese pie. Yeah, nah, I never really understood that. They should really call it Irish pie, because it's all hmm. the potatoes. Yeah. I was actually... I, I felt like it was, like, made in Scotland. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Ireland? it's called shepherd's pie, yeah. so... Um, yesterday, I recorded a podcast with Bennett, Ooh. um, and because we were gonna do dinner, uh, I was, like, peeling and chopping potatoes during the podcast. Oh, so, if you watch the Batman Beyond commentary and you hear something being cut in the background, uh, th- those are potatoes. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, we have some news to talk about. Ooh. But we need to unload. Wow. Here it comes. Um, oh, jeez. So, the New York Police Department insists they did not arrest Wolverine. Um, yeah, I was uh, looking at that, and I was a little confused. confused. <laughs> So, basically, so going on here? <laughs> a, a precinct in the New York uh, Police Department tweeted out a photo of confiscated items they got from a domestic abuse case, mm-hmm. and among the stuff there was a machete, a pistol, oh. Oh. a jar of weed, oh, and one like Wolverine claw that like you hold like the bar and like the yeah, blades like come the, out. Was it like a Hasbro toy? No, it was like a legit weapon. Yeah, like, this is this is real life. Yeah, right? this is real life. A machete. Yeah, a Wolverine claw. There was yes, and a gun and a and jar a, of weed. Sorry if I, if you hear tapping sounds. I'm just stating the hard facts. Unpacking it all. <laughs> no, yeah, there there was a man who was beating up his gal, and they went to go go and arrest him, or whatever. <laughs> and they looked in the house, and there was a pistol, a machete. A jar of weed and a Wolverine claw. <laughs> Lily's stocks. Lily's in the back, like what? So, like when they walked in, right? Yeah. Did the guy walk out with a machete and a Wolverine claw? What are you guys doing it? <laughs> with like, a, with like a big fatty in his mouth, being like, "What's up, bub? What's up, bub? It's Wolverine. You gotta." I can't put down these weapons. When cosplay goes too far, <laughs> like. How do you... Where's that episode How do you get a real-life Wolverine claw? I feel as though those are really ex- it's like an expensive replica. I mean, look, if you've ever gone to a, a, a flea market, there's always one guy that's selling weapons. Yeah, I remember buying, like, weird, janky African shurikens and, like, <laughs> ninja knives. Dude, you know what's funny? So, tangent, the last time I went to a flea market... Um, there was a woman in the booth across from me and Macy who had bought, like, a sword from one of these, like, weapon vendors. And this is, like, a grown adult, this is a grown adult woman. And she's talking to, like, these two other adult people about her cool new sword. And, like, throughout the day, she was, like, having conversations with other people about swords and, like, how some of them bought. And I was just sitting there, like, man, white people love swords. Dude, swords are the best. Swords are the fucking best. Like, that's a, it's such a good conversation piece, is when you have a mounted sword on your wall. So if you're if you're at a party and you don't know anyone and you want to start a conversation, just talk about swords. 
Like, um, a long, long time ago, when I was a wee lad, and I went down to, um, Florida to visit family, mm -hmm. my brother had this weird phase where he would just buy weapons. Uh oh. Not just swords and... That's not a phase, that's a... It's a lifestyle. It's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how your wall is, right? Like, behind the, uh, couch. Oh, with, like, stuff hanging up on the wall? Yeah. Yeah. Take it all down. Just take, take it all down. Yeah, and replace Get it with Get them all out. Throw in the trash. Because you now have a weapon rack a behind weapon rack. your couch. You guys with like a my... shotgun in the couch. You guys like my weapon rack? <laughs> like, he had, like, a three-pronged trident oh my God. that you can unscrew and, like, make into, like, different sizes. But within each of the sections yeah. of the trident, there's, like, pikes. Okay, what what <laughs> ancient race of people were running into battle, A, with a trident, and B, a trident that could divide into pikes? It's, it's got a trident, a motherfucker, and pike two motherfuckers, God I damn guess. Atlanteans, I can't. He had, like, the generic swords. He had a flail. He had a flail, he had the monado, he had like all these different... <laughs> and I was sitting there like... He's really feeling it. I'm sitting there like my 10-year-old self being like, Whoa. what the fuck? <laughs> and we tried to sit on the couch and he's like, hey, uh, be careful. I have a shotgun on the couch. <laughs> oh, And my dad and I were just like, yeah, but shotgun on the You jump on the couch the wrong way, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. And I'm like, Florida, man. <laughs> uh, Macy won't let me keep the sword in the house. But my, my dad, when he when he owned the sword, I don't know why the last couple of episodes have just been like, weird stuff my dad does. Um, <laughs> before he gave me the, the samurai sword that he had, he wanted to cut a hole in part of his wall above like his doorway to his bedroom. So if there was an intruder, he could just reach up into the hole and pull the sword out. And I was like, alright, what's up, bub? <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the the moral of the story is A don't beat your wife and B don't do it with a with a Wolverine claw apparently. Yeah, like I'm kinda jealous. Like a Wolverine claw? Like Yeah, and they the NYPD tweeted like a photo of all the stuff they confiscated and the, the first comment or the first thing they said was first and foremost we did not arrest Wolverine. And I was like, you know what, NYPD? You're funny. Ha. I see what you did there. Ha. I acknowledge the joke. Like damn. Jesus Christ. What a world! Um, now, did you like that piece of news? Yes. You're going to love this next one, David. Yeah. Yeah, so we're getting a new Doctor Strange book called Strange Academy. Is he still, like, using relics to cast spells? Nah, it's over. Okay, that's that he, he got his groove back. Okay, okay. He went to space, I had to... space magic, and now he's back. Oh, wow. I, like, I was trying to, like... Catch up. Like, catch up with the Doctor Strange stuff, because it's, like, I really... Just want to see what's going on, you know? It's hard to catch up with him, because when you call him, he's always busy, like, yeah. saving, like, you gotta a, make appointments a series stuff. of worlds. And plus, like, millennials with the anxiety of making doctor appointments. And yeah, stuff. can I just text him? No, you have to call well, him. Can you call him for me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Scotty Young is writing a new book called Strange Academy in March. Hmm. Um, and it's gonna follow Brother Voodoo, Scarlet Witch, uh, Hellstrom, and a couple other magical characters as they are teachers at Doctor Strange's school for aspiring magicians. Hmm. And the students, are, it's really cool because they released a couple 
uh, early panels of what the book's going to look like. Huh. Um, and a couple of the students include a female ice giant, so like an ice giant like school clothes, um, two like Asgardians who are just like frat boys, um, a resident of the dark dimension, so like classic Dormammu, but he's a kid. So he's got a flaming head and everything. Oh, Jesus. Uh, someone from Weird uh, Weird World, which what's is like... Uh, what's that? You know Man-Thing? He's got like, a oh, weird trunk and the red eyes. Oh, oh he's like he's like the he's like a Man-Thing. Yeah, that that's... Weird World is full of Man-Things. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, those are a couple of the, the characters <clears throat> you'll see in this book. And Doctor Strange himself will appear, but he, he's kind of like... Uh, the he, headmaster. He's the headmaster, and he's also like not going to be in every issue. Hmm. So, I gotta tell you, David, this sounds really cool, hmm. and, you know, I've never, like, when he went into space, I was like, okay, I'll read this Doctor Strange book, because it's written hmm. by Mark Wade, and I like that writer. Wasn't crazy about it, but, like, I kind of want to give this book a chance, because it just sounds yeah. really cool. Especially because I only got into, like, Harry Potter, like, a year ago. Oh, you, 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 you were late on the train? I was late on the on the Hogwarts train. You weren't missing much. <laughs> but, like... This sounds like a really cool concept. Um, it's it sounds like Magic X Men, which is also really cool. Yeah. And and Magic from the X Men, like Colossus' sister, is like also magic gonna, and stuff like that. Is going to be a teacher there too. Oh. And I think the Magic Girl from the Runaways, um, uh, Nico is going to be a teacher too. That'd be a really interesting, like aspect if we're doing like a tabletop Marvel game, mm. to have that in there. Yeah. Right. Have a magic school. Because all- like I never thought of that. Honestly, yeah. Like, there's so many mystical <clears throat> characters that's like, yeah, you could do that. I'm sitting there like they have a thing for like X Men stuff like that. That's, they had Avengers Academy for a little like, while, an, like a Hogwarts esque kind of thing. Yeah, but, like Doctor Strange running an academy. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and it also seems like a, a good idea for his character because like you gotta figure he went to school for a long time for medicine. Yeah. So he knows the educational system works. Yeah. And. You know, he's got to find a, a, what is it, a successor one day. Yeah. So instead of just grabbing, like, five or six kids, it makes sense to have a school. Because that way, even if, like, he elects one kid to be the next Sorcerer Supreme, if that kid doesn't work out, there's, like, a whole school of kids after that. Like, that's a really smart, like, progression for And plus, you can make interesting characters that would be like, I want to be the next Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Plus, like, power trip. Yeah, exactly, and have that be their arc. Um, I'm interested to see if they have a house system the way, like, Hogwarts did. Oh, yeah. Most likely. It's like they copy it down to the wire, but they cut out Slytherin, because they're like, no, 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 no. Oh, We've seen the movies. No, no, no. Um, yeah, it's a cool idea. And, and again, it feels... Because, like, I like Doctor Strange best when he is kind of like the, oh, I know more than you do. Let me show you the way yeah. kind of character. So, like... I had to have to catch up and finish up the uh, Last Days of Magic. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Eric. It's also cool, because, like, Marvel's always had, like... We have all these realms for Asgard. We have the Greek pantheon over here. Like they yeah, have they multiple can... sort. They've Ghost Riders. They have multiple like genres of mist of ma- magical characters. They can like literally just do anything, really. Do you think? Do you think Robbie Ray's uh, the Ghost Rider got like an invitation in the mail? He's like, no. Oh, most likely. I'm on the Avengers now. They can probably make it cringe and be like, Deadpool wants to be a sorceress. Oh yeah. <laughs> He'll show up as, like, a substitute teacher. Yeah. He's like, well, I've been married to the Queen of Hell, so... Um... I was also, like, getting, um... The stuff that was happening after The Last Days of Magic. Uh Uh-huh. 
which was like the Doctor Strange and the Sorcerers Supreme. Right, or something the like first that. time he tried the the student thing. Yeah. Which again, if you if you read that book, this seems like a really obvious expansion of that idea. Yeah. But uh, our next piece of news, we're getting another new book from Marvel, another X Men book. Oh. That makes like twelve. Oh. I think roughly. There's so uh, many X Men books. What happened with? Powers of X and House of X. They're still going. They're still going? And now we have X-Men the book and uh, X-Force the book Hmm. um, and other X-related titles. Oh, and Excalibur. um, We got that, too. Jesus. We got uh, New Mutants. That um, House of X and Powers of X, that's supposed to be like a prequel to what's going to be happening with the X-Men? Yeah, House of X is kind of like the main X-Men book up until X-Men, and then Powers of X is the future stories of the X-Men. Huh. Yeah. It's because one of the characters, uh, what's her what's her name, uh, Mo- Mo- Moira Taggart, she has this mutant power where she'll die, but she'll be recreated in another time zone. So, like, she'll die in, like, the 1960s and be restored in the 70s, but still retain her memories. Oh, Jesus. And it's in, like, a cycle, so she never stops doing that every time she dies. So, like, I, I think she can aim it. So if she's in the future and she learns something important, she'll be like, Wolverine, kill me. And Wolverine will kill her. And she'll come back in, like, the 80s and be like, alright, we gotta do this differently. Huh. Yeah, it's like time travel, but, like, in a really, like, violent way. Time travel, hell. Imagine if every time you wanted to time travel, you had to be killed by somebody. Like, I know, like, Professor X had that weird helmet going on. Yeah, that's like, like, uh, it's a mobile Cerebro. Which is like, it confuses me because I'm like, oh, hey, it's why does Cyclops look like that? Oh, wait, that's not. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, we're getting another X-Men book uh, in March. We don't know who's writing it or drawing it yet, but we do know Marvel's teasing it as the most dysfunctional X-Men team ever. XD. And it's going to feature Psylocke, one of my favorites, uh, Havoc, who is Cyclops' brother, Scalp Hunter, uh-huh. oh. who is Hunt like a, scalps. He's like a hunter. He's like he not Wolverine and God. not Warbird. He's like Craven. He Craven. Craven the scopes. Uh Mr. Sinister is gonna be on this team. Oh. You know, the evil X-Men geneticist who's probably up to no good. Uh, and then Nanny and Orphan Maker are gonna be on this yeah, team. Yeah, I I thought it was um <laughs> when you put that on the uh, panel banner Facebook thing, right? Yeah. And I saw like the silhouettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was Meek and Korg. <laughs> That'd be so weird. <laughs> because like um, Orphan Maker, the silhouette looks like Korg a little bit. Yeah, he's like, all bumpy. The, 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 the head. The, the head. Yeah. <laughs> and. Obviously, you saw, like, where I found, like, the similarity between Meek and Nanny. Nanny, yeah. But when you said, like, oh, look up Nanny, so I did. And... <laughs> She's an egg, oh, wo- like, an egg robot. <laughs> and, uh, I was bewildered. I was stunned. I, I used to do this thing on, on the blog called the Weekly Z-Lister. Nanny and Orphan Maker were Z-Listers, because they <laughs> appeared in the 90s and then kind of dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> I can see why. But Nanny is, from what I understand, a mad scientist who is dying and shoved into an egg-shaped robot. And Orphan Maker is a robot that she created to kill the parents of mutants so that she could adopt the mutants and raise them as her own. Why did you just ask? 
Well, no one wants to mutant kids. You can just ask. I think she saw what Xavier was doing and how successful he was, and then when she started getting rejected from like adopting these kids and taking them under her wing, she was just like, "Fuck it, I'll kill the parents." <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's the next rational. The nineties. The nineties, man. <laughs> but we st- there are still two characters that are uh, unknown to us. Hmm. Ooh. But uh, hopefully they'll be just as dysfunctional. Um, so this is funny, I guess. Um, can we can we slow I down? Don't, I don't know if I would call it the most dysfunctional team. Well, ever. I mean, three it's of them are little, villains. Yeah, they're a little unorthodox. And one of them's a scalp hunter, yeah. which is like, it seems like a little racy nowadays. You know? <clears throat> I feel like he's yeah. appropriating the culture. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But I'm a little iffy about that. I'm also a little bit iffy about Marvel's next movie coming in May 2020. Uh, Ooh, twenty twenty vision over here. Black Widow. This is a trailer yeah. right now. So I'm still a little confused on when. Why now? Why? Why now? So the movie is supposed to be taking place after Civil War, but before Infinity War. Huh. So it's like it's during Black Widow's time on the run, on the lamb, as they say. Hmm. It looks. I mean, I'm a little biased because I really like secret agent kind of characters and stuff like that and like characters that don't have a whole lot of powers to them but mm-hmm. are just really good in combat like Daredevil and Electra. Yeah, you like you like like martial artists. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like for the for the longest time I really liked uh, Black Widow because like she was like the espionage black assassin character and all that stuff. See like <clears throat> does the movie look good? Yes. Is it does it have like the the typical Marvel formula of like here's your main character here's your supporting like female character here's your funny memeable character that everyone's gonna like that being mm-hmm. uh, Red Guardian mm-hmm. who's played by one of the actors from um, Stranger Things hmm. um, like it has all the Marvel beats but my problem is like like you said why, a why now and b I feel like it's just like one yeah. last ride with Black Widow, you know? Yeah, I guess, but, like, it's one of those things of, like, well, we know she's gonna die in the future, so how invested do I have to be? Like, her... I don't need an explanation. It would like, probably be, like, oh, there's, like, a piece of the puzzle that... Well, like, that... Yeah, but, like, nothing about Black Widow post-Civil War made me wonder, oh, what did she go through, you know? Because, like... With Ultron, when they were doing the whole memory thing, you kind of got, like, a glimpse of... That was her origin, yeah. That's all you needed. And then, like, in and terms of appearances, Black Widow showed up in a lot of people's, like, other people's movies. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I hear people being like, well, she's the only, like, original Avenger not to get a movie. It's like, um, Hawkeye didn't get a movie. In Hawkeye... fact, Hawkeye was, like, jobbed out in the first movie. He, he was barely in that, like, the first Avengers yeah. movie. Also, um... The Hulk had, like, a movie, but he just ended up showing up in other people's movies. Exactly. And, like, the, the other thing... The main is, cast will get movies, yeah, because because they're the main cast. Yeah, I, I really think that if Scarlett Johansson wasn't Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow would be a Disney Plus series like Hawkeye. Yeah. Like, it's just a matter of, well, she's expensive. And, um, and they know, and again, I, I don't want to be this guy, because I'm not... I don't like leaning on this side of the wing, but, like, you, you know they're doing it because it's, like... She's a female superhero, and she's been around since the first Avengers movie. I, I feel that. Like, also, too, it's like, I would much rather her get a series like 
what, Hawkeye is getting a series too, right? Right. But, like, you know she dies. Yeah. So, you can't really do anything else after Endgame. Yeah, I mean... And plus, she's a secret agent. She's probably been, like, literally everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You could do a whole show about just every mission she's been on. Like, I bought the 2000... What was it? 17, 18 comic run of Black Widow? Yeah. And it was kind of cool. Like, you could definitely do a whole lot with it. It was, like, um... Generic... Enemy secret agent has dirt on her. Yeah. That makes her turn on S.H.I.E.L.D. for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And has to follow what he says. And then she ends up back at her orphanage place. Part of me feels like another reason they're doing this is because Marvel hasn't done a spy movie yet. True. True. They've done, like, uh, like political thriller with, like, Winter Soldier. Um, But they haven't done a full-fledged spy movie. Yeah. Maybe they just... Yeah... They probably just want to cover, like, all the aspects of their, um, like, movie making, because yeah. they got, like, Cause the war like, movie with yeah, Captain, Captain America. America. And, like, they it's got... like, what other character would you do a spy movie with, anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, the other thing that is kind of, like, hitting me here is, like, if it is a by-itself movie, if it's a one-and-done, we're only doing one Black Widow movie, here it is, done, bye-bye, it's gonna feel like kind of a waste, and if they do a trilogy, it's going to feel like a waste to me, too. Because I, I said this... Because they just have to keep going backwards. Well, I mean, they could do that, or, <clears throat> you know, we meet Black Widow's sister in this movie. Yeah. Who's probably still alive, who could have her own trilogy. Like, they, they might end it with her being like, you're Black Widow now, so if I die, you get the sequels. Yeah, because, like, they had, like, the blonde one and the red one there. I forgot their names. Oh, they had Red Guardian and they had, uh... Yelena Belova, yeah, who's the fans call her the Blonde Widow because she actually is in the comics and she replaced Natasha. For yeah, the when I had my Marvel Encyclopedia and I was looking at Black Widow entry there, she was. Um, they had those two there because it was like, oh, Black Widow retired or something like that. Yeah, like they became... were the most. They were the two most relevant Black Widows at the time of uh, that book. But, and Scarlett Johansson became a thing, and they just stuck with the redhead. Yeah, exactly. So. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I could see them trying to pass off two other movies to a new Black Widow. And, again, can, it just... it. I can see that. Yeah, and, like, I, I had this problem when they announced, like, Black Panther, which I was, I'm glad I'm wrong about, but back then I was I was worried about Black Panther, because it's like, all right, so he's a king of a city. And, like, because it, it's matched up next to other big concepts like Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like, to have a movie be about a character that's based on Earth just being a king and stuff, I was worried. Again, I was wrong, and I'm happy I was, because Black Panther's an awesome movie. Um, But again, with Black Widow, I have that worry again, because, yes, it's a spy movie, but it's, again, stacked up against Shang-Chi. Yeah. Big names. Shang-Chi, which is just going to be, like, an action-adventure, like, classic kung fu movie. Yeah. Which, by all accounts, is, like, kind of on the same level as a spy movie, but at least it has, like, magical stuff in it. Yeah. And we're getting Doctor Strange, too. Um, what else are we getting? In fa- oh, we're getting the Eternals, which is, like, the first superheroes to ever exist. Like, we're getting all these big concepts, and then... Oh, and by the way, Black Widow. Uh, yeah. I think they're just doing it just to be like, Hey, Black Widow, we know you like... We know you liked Black Widow, so here's a movie about Black Widow. You know, you know what's completely possible? It's completely possible that when Scarlett Johansson signed a contract, she insisted on getting her own movie. 
Yeah. And they just, like, put it off for this long. They were like, shit, we gotta... Uh, we Scarlett kill- Johansson, from what I was told on set, she can be, like, very pushy. Yeah, no, I can see that. <clears throat> I know, I know she... also argue with, like, the director on something that wouldn't make sense. And yeah. And she'd be like, correct this. And I heard she and a bunch of the other, like, female cast were really pushing for, like, a female... Like, an all-female Avengers movie. Yeah. That and that's like one the... thing, you know? And, and look, there's nothing wrong with being an actress or being in anything and pushing for for yeah better things but because like, like scarlet or i mean scarlet johansson uh black widow was there from the beginning yeah like, and it's not on scarlet johansson in terms of like this coming out now like if they wanted to do a black widow movie the perfect time would have been like right after winter soldier yeah because winter soldier ended with everything about shield being leaked on the internet including black widow's entire history mm. like that's an interesting movie like what do you do with a secret agent when everything about her is now public knowledge. Like, she can't go into, like, a convenience store to buy milk or something. Yeah. They'll be like, get out of here. You're, like, you're fucked I up. S- I still haven't seen Winter Soldier. <sighs> it's it's one of my favorites, honestly. Yeah. It's, like, top five. But, uh... That's, like, the only, only one I hadn't seen. I've seen all the other ones. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, one of the things about this movie that I am pretty excited for is uh, Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, a lot of people, like, I was trying to figure out, like, what he looked like. In this, he looks like Lord Zed from Power Rangers, but blue. That's... Because he's got the big visor and the skull mouth. Yeah. When I was surfing the, surfing the uh, comment threads, you know. Yeah. Call me Thread Surfer. That's my superhero name. Hacker Man. Yep. Um, a lot of people didn't like his design. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of dumbed it down to, like, fans being whiny. Yeah. You know? The Marvel fan base would never be happy unless it's like a uh, straight ripped from comic design. I think it's because they've been spoiled for so long. It's like, you look at Captain Marvel's costume and it's like one-to-one. Captain America's is one-to-one. But then you cut to like Baron Zemo who didn't get a mask in like uh, Civil War. I actually like, I I didn't know it was Baron Zemo up until like someone said it was Baron Zemo. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, he he had like the burlap sack and all that with the crown. Apparently he's going to be getting that in the Falcon Winter Soldier show. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, now you can tell who he is. Did I, did I care if it didn't look like Baron Zemo? No, because I don't care for Baron Zemo. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like with Taskmaster, it's just because he has such a unique design. Yeah. And the thing is, too, like we've been seeing him in a lot of, like, he, he's in the Spider-Man PS4 game. He's going to yeah. be in the Avengers game. Um, I My whole thing is, like, I understand. I understand that it's not really practical to have a hood and a cape on yeah. like an assassin. Um, I just wish, like, cause we haven't seen the full costume yet. We've only seen like bits of it. But if there was just more like white in the skull face or like something, like just more mm. play on the colors. But uh, at, the, I, at, the end, at the end of the day, it's still Taskmaster. Exactly, so it's he's not still like, gonna do Taskmaster stuff. Yeah, which he's is gonna cool. have like his. Oh, he has, like, the sword and shield. Yeah, well, the first thing we see of him in this trailer is him, like, poking out of a thing, and he's got a bow and arrow. Yeah. Because he he studied Hawkeye. He has his bow. Yeah, so, so, well, that's the thing. Taskmaster, his main thing is replicating other people's fighting styles, so we already see he's copied Hawkeye. You'll probably copy Cap. Oh, yeah. If he has a shield. We saw a shield. I mean, it's a blink and you miss it, but I I watched a video about, like, breaking down the trailer. Mm-hmm. You do see his shield in the background of a shot. Yeah. So he's probably he's copied Cap. Um, uh, he'll probably copy if it's like if it's 
the movie universe, mm-hmm. he could very well have like like little blasters that Iron Man has. Oh, like repulsors? Yeah, that's true. Because like, I mean, uh, what is it? Justin Hammer did like rip off Iron Man technology. Yeah. So that exists. Um, it'd be funny if he had like. A fake hammer. Oh, God. And he fought, like, Thor. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's has, like, a magnetic thing on it. He just flies with it. Yeah, that's probably the thing I'm most excited for with this movie, next to Red Guardian, who's just Russian Who ripoff. Is? Okay. Who is Red Guardian? So, the Soviet Union saw what Captain America was, and they were like, we want that. So they copied the super soldier serum to the best of their abilities. It's not... Uh, it's not probably co- just vodka. It's like, it, I think it gets all the strength and stuff, but it doesn't get the, uh, like longevity oh so he's just really strong but really old yeah well i don't think i i think it looks like uh the guy that's playing red guardian looks like he is retired so he probably still has the strength and the stamina um but like he's not as good as cap obviously yeah but he's just he's just rushing off cap basic replicative not as good as the original in the comics he had a shield we don't know if this guy will have a shield oh he probably will no, he'll have a fucking hammer and a sickle. Oh, jeez. that. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's going to be the breakout character because he's funny. Um, but no, Taskmaster's the thing I'm looking forward to the most because, like, if they do it right, it'll be like Black Widow's fighting all the Avengers in one person. Yeah. Other than, like, Hulk, I guess. Uh, he'll he probably have, like, he can his still fight. He can still fight like the Hulk, he just wouldn't have the strength of the Hulk. Yeah, he wouldn't turn into <clears throat> the green giant. He'd just be swinging his arms around like an idiot, yeah. Like, it'd be kind of cool if he had, like, Iron Man stuff, but, like, not the suit, obviously, but, like... Yeah, just the repulsors. The repulsors. Maybe even, like, the jet boots or something. Yeah, jet boots and repulsors. Yeah, just to get probably, around. He obviously he has the bow, he has the shield. I know he, in the comics, at least, he made, like, fake web shooters. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if he tried it and it didn't work. He's like, I'm still, I'm still working on that uh, one. You know. Which would be funny, because it's like, yeah, I mean, who other than Peter and maybe Tony could come up with web shooters? Yeah. I mean, um, another favorite villain that, like, didn't get his costume, but close to his costume, was, like, Crossbones, too. Yeah. I actually like his movie costume more than his traditional one. Yeah. um, The huge-ass body armor. I forgot that Crossbones in the comics, air quote, killed Captain America. Air quote. Obviously, he got brought back and everything like that, but... Right. When uh, people are like, oh my god, crossbones? And I'm like, oh shit, Cap's dying? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I really hope if they eventually do a character that has like, maybe it would be like Doctor Strange or something, but like a character that has connections to like like the underworld and dead characters. Mm. I just really want a Marvel movie where the main threat is, oh, it's every dead villain in the MCU. Because oh, they've be killed cool. so many of them. I like, um, I know they're doing like the what if stuff as an animated series. Yes. Um, they're doing zombies, I think. Yeah. They're doing zombies. They're doing uh, Peggy Carter as Captain Burton. Oh, yeah. I forgot about... Honestly, I, I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter. I hope they do Spiders, man. Oh, geez. You know, the version of Peter Parker who's just a bunch of spiders that fell out of Spider-Man costume. Yeah. I was I was reading a little bit of, like, like comic panels on Google mm-hmm. on, like, what he does, and I'm like, that's... Fucked up. Yeah, it's terrifying, yeah. <laughs> it's just one big spider with a bunch of smaller spiders <laughs> crawling inside people. Yeah. But, uh, you got anything else on the Black Widow trailer you want to talk about? Um, 
Just the fact that she had a team before the Avengers. Well, no, this is... I guess, yeah, that's still confirming that. This movie's, like, weirdly in the past twice. Because there's going to be sections of the story that are her before S.H.I.E.L.D. And then sections of the story that are her after Civil War. But before Infinity War. It's going to be hard for people to understand where this is placed. It's probably going to be... It's like the Star Wars prequels all over again. It's probably her reminiscing. Yeah, she'll have flashbacks, definitely. Um, it'd probably be a lot of flashbacks. But her tracing her steps backwards. It makes sense to have flashbacks if she's tracing her steps like that. Did you see the shot where she has a white costume? Shit, no. It's funny because she's Black Widow, but she's getting a white costume in this one. Oh, God. It's the duality. Oh duality. Good and evil. I like how she did, like, the generic... Superhero landing? Superhero landing. Yeah, cut to Deadpool doing the clap. Yeah, (laughs) alright, superhero landing. Um, Uh, The fact that she's flying through the air and Taskmaster is also flying through the air with an SMG. No, no, it was like a couple of his goons were like, ha ha ha, like flying and shooting. That is a really good bit. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what happens if they catch up with the bullets and <laughs> they kill themselves back. So. That's the other about Taskmaster. In the comics, he had a school for being a criminal. Oh wow! So I mean, it makes sense that he has goons. How big is Taskmaster in the books compared to like everything L- like, else? Like uh, no- notoriety wise, he's like a yeah, C list yeah. villain. He's up there. I mean, he's been in the Marvel vs. Capcom game, so he's pretty much up there. Yeah. And like when people think of Deadpool villains, he comes up a lot. He and Deadpool have, like, a, a, a thing. Because, mm. like, Taskmaster can predict every move, but Deadpool's unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, fucking, and, fucking and, Deadpool. And Taskmaster has a skull face, and Deadpool's a cancer face. Like, they're very similar. Does he, like, legit have a skull for it? No, it's a mask. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, he isn't yeah. running to Ghost Rider and be like, hey... Hey, what am I? Am I looking in the mirror? Red Skull. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, no, put Taskmaster, Ghost Rider, Punisher, and, and Crossbones in a room. You'll get an interesting conversation. Honestly? And then and then by the end, Punisher will walk out of the room. Okay, so make a hero team, right? Yep. But anything relating to a skull. Evil team. Yep. We're called the Skull Heads. The uh, Skull and Crossbones. We're called Team Skull. Like... <laughs> like uh put Punisher because he has a skull. Yep. Ghost Rider, skull, yep. Red Skull, skull, Taskmaster, skull, crossbones, bones, skull. And a and, Marowak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Their mascot, Marowak. Yeah. Okay, so from something that I'm apprehensive towards to something I'm very excited about. Ooh. So for a while, Teen Titans, the book, was being written by Adam Glass. Adam Glass is a former Suicide Squad book writer. And so, so let, me, let me give you a timeline real quick, okay? 2011. Okay. It was this prime time, Teen Titans? New 52 started, and the Teen Titans sucked. Oh, right. Their lineage, their history, their relationships were, were cut away from them. And it was just a shit book. Written by, I think, Scott Lobdell. That was the time when Damian Wayne was, like, Robin, right? It was, but he wasn't on the Teen Titans. Uh, okay. In New 52, it was, like, Tim Drake and uh, Superboy. Like, it was characters you knew, but they were just acting completely out of character. Because, because it was written by Scott Lobdell, a 90s writer. 
Like, essentially on the level yeah. of Rob Liefeld. Oh, jeez. And, like, Todd McFarlane. God. So, every, no, char- no characters had feet and everyone had pouches. It was one of those, okay? Because, like, the only kind of, like, exposure I had with Teen Titans was obviously... The dope-ass cartoon. The fucking badass cartoon. Fucking dope-ass fucking cartoon. With, like, the Brotherhood of Evil, the fucking... Fucking Hive. And Hive. Red, and, and Red X. Yeah. And other such villains. Slade. Yeah, we, we have to call him Slade. We can't call him Destro. Um, it's a cartoon. That's their logic. That's what actually was the reason. Hey, whatever fits the bill. They couldn't call him the Terminator either because, you know, obviously. Oh, God, yeah. But no, so 2011, Teen Titans sucked and is written by a 90s writer who should have retired. Then, it was like it was like that for like five years. Oh, rip. And then, don't, don't tell me Teen Titans have the curse of bad writing. For five years. Five years. It was a horrible look. And then, in 2016, they did DC Rebirth. Where everything was good and better. Okay, okay. So, like... It's kind of like a better New 52. Yeah, so the Teen Titans uh, were... Still chi- sucked. No, 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 it was, it was better. Because it was okay. Damian Wayne Robin, who, okay. who had since kind of improved as a person. Okay. Because, like, there were a couple writers who were like, I know everyone hates him, but, like, I'm going to improve his character. And, like, ha- make him, give him an arc, you know? So, and then people started liking him and stuff like that. Yeah. Because he had such arc. Yeah, and, like, what he, Damian Wayne kidnapped Starfire, Beast Boy... Raven and that's Kid the, Flash. That's the one I remembered. Yeah, and he built a Teen Titans team off of that. And at first it was like, you kidnapped us, you asshole. But then it was like, I understand where you're coming from. You're just a fuck oh, up kid. Oh, this is where the infamous uh, Damian Wayne grabs a gun and shoots no, guy no. in the head? No, we're getting there. Okay. Th- this is around the time of, you remember the Lazarus contract? Where Destro got the speed force for a little while? Oh, yeah. It was around that time. Okay. So they were doing that. They had a new Titans book uh, about like the adult Titans, like Nightwing and stuff. But that was going pretty good. They introduced Aqualad and stuff, and then uh, they <laughs> and then for the oh right, uh, what is it? Jeff Johns left. So everyone else was like, all right, let's fuck up all these books and get rid of all these legacy characters. Because Jeff Johns was the only person working at DC that actually liked the teenage characters. Oh. Everyone else hated young characters. So, when Jeff Johns left, they put Adam Glass on Teen Titans. And that's where, like, Damian Wayne, like, went up to Black Mask and was like, hey, fuck you, and shot him. Mm-hmm. It didn't kill him, but the Teen Titans started locking, like, criminals underneath the island of their home base. So they had, like, Alcatraz for, for criminals. Mm-hmm. Like, they had, like, a, a gulag for, like, all these bad guys. So they were, like, imprisoning villains that they fought. It was, a, uh, it was, like, Robin, Kid Flash, uh... Speedy and like a couple of like new teen characters, including Lobo's daughter, which is probably the best decision that came out of that era. Um, but that's that's where we are now, where Adam Glass has been like turning them into like psychopaths, basically. Like they're like Suicide Squad Junior. Uh, this is why I don't really read much comics because people disrespect other people's work. Yeah, I have a whole list on the reason why I don't. And like, read a, much and comic of, books. And of course, Adam Glass ignored the fact that Damien developed as a person, and of course, other writers ignored the fact that Damien was being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, he he, of course, ignored like character stuff involving Speedy and like her relationship to her mother and Kid Flash's relationship to his father, like. He took only the violent parts of their backgrounds and focused on that. That's shitty. Yeah, so with issue 39, Adam Glass is done with Teen Titans. 
which is like, thank God. Maybe now they can put someone who likes the Teen Titans on a Teen Titans book. Uh, apparently he got on a Netflix show. So now he's done with comic books. He's moving on to better things, this guy. Um, like, why do... Why, like, why... It should be, like, unwritten rules about comics, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Where you shouldn't do that. Do what? Disrespect other people's work. Well, fuck that. I'm, like, I'm writing the book now. Like, what if you wrote a book, right? Uh-huh. Like, let's say... you, you Gunman! Yeah. Uh, like, let's say you got put on Booster Gold, right? Yeah. And you did, and you're like, I want to make this guy, like, Superman level of great. He's so cool and important. Like, you make him cool and important because you're writing him because you care about him, right? Yeah, everyone loves Booster Gold. Yeah. 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 And you make it so that everybody likes Booster Gold. Yeah, I... I... I like you know what when, when Matt when uh, what's his name Matt Fraction wrote Hawkeye I do that but for Booster Gold. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're referring to, but like. That. Uh, you know when they rebooted Tomb Raider and everyone was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Yeah. I do that for Booster Gold. Yeah. So then, DC goes, "Hey, Raffy, we really like you. We want you to go on to other stuff." Okay. And you're like, "Oh, cool!" And you like they throw a Batman book at me and I walk away. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, also, we're going to put this guy, me, David. Hi, I'm David. Yep. And he's going to continue writing your Booster Gold stuff. And you're like, Bo oh, Bo all right, he can't possibly fuck it up. I fuck it up. <laughs> Booster Gold's doing lines of coke off of dead prostitutes. Like, I, I make him, I, I completely ignore what you did <laughs> yep. for the past six years with Booster Gold. Yep. And I'm like, you know, this guy needs more edge. And I give him a, a 90s reboot. You go out of your edge. way to make everything I wrote like a dream or something? Yeah. <laughs> like it never happened? Like, that's what I personally don't like with comics. Whenever we get to, like, what grinds my gears or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, I, I like comic books. I like, I like comic books. Yes. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. I can read about my favorite characters. Uh huh. But when Marvel keeps doing like new number ones every month, and it's a new person writing it and a new status and quo, and I sit there and I'm like, "What's the point?" Yeah. Like I wanted to read Thor because I like the Asgardian stuff uh -huh. of like comics. Yeah. I didn't know where to start uh -huh. because I had no clue where Thor started and or ended. Right. And I didn't want to go on a witch hunt to find... Uh, like I'll where find... it actually starts or whatever. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with Thor. I think I've, I've told this. So, Thor for the past six years has been one writer. Mm -hmm. So, and I think he started in like 2011 or something. So, like, longer than six years. But it's been um, uh, Jason Aaron for, like, the last how many yeah. years. He but like Thorian worthy and Yeah, like I think it was... I think it was... I think Unworthy's where he might have started. But, like, when they did Jane Foster Thor, like, that was him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the way up to War of Realms, all the way up to now. So, like, I, I get the part about not knowing where to start with Thor. But, fortunately, at least with the case of Thor, it's been the same writer. So, everything, every time they did renumber it, it's, at least I'm in the same story. Yeah. But I, 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 I get just, what you mean. Like, like Doctor I, Strange had that problem. Yeah, I just didn't know, like... What was the point of like keep doing like new number ones? Yeah, like did does Marvel like get so unhappy with like 
what writers are doing with their characters that they're like restart, restart. restart I think restart, it's because n- number one sell better, mm. and like you know who has that problem a lot? Captain Marvel actually. I love Captain Marvel, but like I feel like she suffers from bad writing. Oh, absolutely! So much so that she's a villain now. Yeah, I saw that, and I like shed a tear because I'm like, I love Captain Marvel. She's a really cool character, but they keep fucking her up. Well, it's like does that make sense? It's weird because I can't sit here and tell you that she's always been treated this way because. Back when she was Miss Marvel in, like, the black costume or whatever, yeah. she was just, like, a B-list superhero. And they treated her pretty well. There were only a few times where they, like, did horrible things to her. There's only, like... If I put my money down, I could tell you there's only one instance back when she was Miss Marvel, mm. maybe two, that she was mistreated, like, really poorly. But since becoming Captain Marvel, I think Marvel thinks... It's, like... How do I explain? It, it's like if you're working on something mm-hmm. and you put it out there and it makes a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. And then a company is like, hey, he made a lot of money off this. Let's help him. Let's invest in him. But let's get really involved in what he's doing. Oh, so it, yeah. it's kind of like because Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, became important and she was going to get a movie and she's the new Captain Marvel, like she's big now, Marvel was like, we need to do big, interesting stuff with her. And if it doesn't sell, that means we have to reboot it because she's an important character and we want people to read about her. So I, it, I com- get that. Compared to, like, uh, Miss Marvel, you yeah. know, Kamala Khan, yeah. who is really successful, but not so successful she's not in a movie. Like, she's in video games. But she's not in a movie. She's not in a live-action TV show. So they don't need to put her on the front of their comics, you know? Um, she's low-level enough that she's only been written by two writers. Mm-hmm. Maybe three if you count champions. Yeah. But, like, they don't need to invest a lot in her because she's not as big as Captain Marvel yet. But you know mm-hmm. that Eventually if she... she'll yeah, get When she gets into a live-action movie, Marvel will be like, all right, we got to reboot her book because people need a new jumping-on point. So she needs a new number one. She needs to be similar to how she is in the movie. And we need a whole new, like, direction with her. And if it doesn't work within three issues, we have to reboot it or something. Hmm. Like... I, I feel so bad with Captain Marvel because, like, she gets so much backlash because, like, they're like, oh, man, Brie Larson as a person sucks, yeah, you know, so we gotta treat the character like shit. Right. And but I'm sitting there like, just, just stop. You're right in the way that Marvel doesn't treat her right in the comics, because, like, within the last five years, I think, she has, like, been a celebrity superhero caused Civil War Two and has been hated by everybody, mm-hmm. has become the leader of, like, uh, a new, like, space uh, government system or whatever, like, um, I can't remember what it's called. It, it used to be S.W.O.R.D., but now she's calling it, like, Alpha Flight, I think. Yeah. Um, has been, like, this, like, model superhero and, like, has, re- has redone her origin and, like, retconned it and is now, like, a villain because, like, they just keep boistering these new ideas and directions for her because new, like, nothing sticks well enough. Like, new ideas and directions are okay if it makes sense. Yeah, and, like, if you're gonna have a new idea, at least give it time to breathe and develop. Like, if it doesn't work within, like, two or three months, like, th- that doesn't mean it failed. With, like, the villain thing, I when I saw that, I was like, that's kind of a cool idea, but it's too sudden. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, well, I guess it's like, um... See, the villain thing I'm kind of in favor for because it, it feels like like a slippery slope. Like, after Civil War II um, and, like, her causing 
Civil War and, and getting in a fight with other superheroes. Yeah. It, it felt natural that at some point she might go over the edge. I'm just yeah. hoping this isn't like... Um, like a permanent stick not so much permanent just like a phase like you know how superior spider-man was a phase yeah like that was like a year i hope it's not a year yeah i hope it's maybe like a, a month. small arc like a 12 issue yeah like an month. event maybe like like a couple like a couple of issues and then we do an event and then it's over sorry to go off on like a huge tangent and like listen it might be more interesting to see captain marvel after she's a villain try to recover from that and be yeah. like i gotta get my life back together because like i love captain marvel yeah it's just i hate how Marvel handles mm-hmm. the story and all that. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, you wouldn't think this because a lot of people kind of forget, but Captain Marvel is, like, Carol is, like, really integral to Rogue from the X-Men. Mm. Because for a while, all of Rogue's powers were drained from yeah, Carol. I saw, I, I heard about that. Which, I mean, by the way, if the MCU is going to be getting the X-Men and stuff, what a great idea for, like, the third Captain Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. You know, or like you know, you have her powers get drained in one movie, and then the third one, it's like, I gotta she tries re- to like get it back. Yeah, or she's like, or even if I'll like, be a street level hero. <laughs> or even if like, when Rogue ever gets introduced, mm-hmm. you can have like Carol be like a mentor kind of yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, and then like, by hey, I had these powers. Yeah, and you just got them. And then by the end, like, she gives Rogue her powers, and like yeah. Carol retires or something. You know. That's just my two cents of my favorite character. One of my favorite characters. That's how I feel about the Teen Titans. Yeah. <laughs> the thing we were talking about. Yeah. I, I just hope they get a good writer that respects the characters, and I hope that uh, they just do something. Because, like, it's the Teen Titans, you know? <coughs> like, we're not talking about fucking, uh... I don't know. We're not, like, talking, about, we're not talking about fire and ice, or, like, mm. elongated man. We're talking about the Teen Titans. Like... They're on TV, they have a cartoon, they've had several cartoons. Like, a whole generation even grew up with the Teen Titans because of the TV show. And the thing that DC's always been good with is having, like, a long legacy of, like, family, like, like, characters. There's still some times when I sit there and I'm like, I really, really want to rewatch all of, like, the Justice League Unlimited stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they just have a, a great pantheon of characters and the Teen Titans are, like, half of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hopefully they get a better writer on there. Adam Glass, get the fuck out of here. Um, so our last piece of news is is really a light, funny one. Yeah, saving the best for last. Right? Oh, yeah, you know it. So, from out of his cave, Todd McFarlane rises. <laughs> his crypt, his tomb. Yeah, he pushes Frank Miller out of the way and crawls out of his cave. In the Hall of Greats. Yeah, he's in there with, uh, what is it? With Frank Miller and, uh, uh... Oh my god, what's his name? Uh, Tom not, King. Not Grant Morrison. Yeah, t- no, Tom <laughs> King's very vocal. Um, not Bendis, he's very vocal. No, um, who wrote Killing Joke? Um, uh, I know it started with an M. Or has an M in it. Yeah, oh my god, how can I blank on this? He's like one of my favorite guys ever. Um, Alan Moore. Mm. He, he crawls out of the cave next to Alan Moore <laughs> and Frank Miller. Because that's who he is now. Um... But Todd McFarlane has come out and he said, hold on, I think I took a picture of his quote. Hold on. <laughs> and I quote. <laughs> and I quote. Okay. Uh, okay, so this, this is Todd McFarlane talking about the Spawn movie that he's working on, right? He said, right now it's being polished by another writer-director from the script that we handed him. He's supposed to be done with it uh, in a few weeks. Uh, and then once we sort out 
we go back and forth and we tighten up a little bit. Then we're going to go to Hollywood and we're going to get a yes or a no. Can you just stop? <laughs> can you just... <laughs> and he's like, here's what I can tell you. I have people with money on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. There are people that are going to help me make this movie. The question is, do we go to Hollywood, make a deal with Hollywood, and then go back and make it? Uh, or do I take the money outside and go make it myself? How about you just don't make it? No, but it has to happen, though. No one's asking for Spawn. No, everyone wants it, clearly. So what, what he's saying is that he has the script almost done by an actual, like, movie writer. Because <laughs> it's like he wrote it, and then he gave it to a person that knows movies. And the writer and producer, James Gunn. Oh, my God. Um, and they're going to take the script to Hollywood and go to, like, knock on every production company's door to get this movie done. And then if, even if nobody, even if no studio wants to make this movie, he will use his money and the money of others to make it himself. I feel like... I feel like every time I hear about this movie, it's something very... I know Todd, Todd McFarlane is, like, writing it, but, like, I want to see... Like a quiz, like a uh, little test with quotes from Todd McFarlane and someone else, and see what like who actually said it. Oh, like compare, like who, <laughs> like who would actually write this? Yeah. See, it's funny because like everyone's telling him to stop, but I feel like if he does get far enough to do a trailer and we see it, people oh will be excited. God. I know, like I know, Spawn was like one of those like air quote greats from the nineties. You know what I mean? He was the he was one of the best sellers. But, like, it's 2019. No one really cares about Spawn. But it hit issue 300. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, good for you. <laughs> Sitting there with your with your action oh. comics number 1,000 and your detective comics number 1,000. Oh, good for you. Yeah, that's great. Oh, my God. Um, like, just give it a rest. And it's <laughs> funny because I, uh, what is it, Macy and I did a whole podcast just talking about Todd McFarlane's history. And one of the bits about it that's especially funny is, you know, there was a Spawn movie. Yeah. And it oh, was, of course. And it was crap. And yeah. ever since the Spawn movie, I think it was like made like three years after the character was created, after the Spawn movie bombed, Todd McFarlane didn't see it as like a mistake on him or who he Because the director that did Spawn, it was his first movie. Uh-huh. So instead of being like, oh, well, it was the guy's first time making a movie, it's understandable. No, Todd was like, Okay, well, clearly no one can be trusted with Spawn other than me. So his thing is, if he goes to make a Spawn movie, and he's gotten offers before, his thing is, okay, we'll make a Spawn movie, but, like, I want to, like, direct and produce it. I want complete control of the movie. And no one in, in Hollywood has given him that. Because they're like, you're no one. You're a comic book writer and a toy producer. Like, you're not a movie person. Like, we have millions of directors. I've... Like, um, I know Stephen King does, like, does something similar to that, yeah. too. And there's, I'm pretty sure there's, like, plenty of other people that, like, took creative control of their, like, franchise. Yeah, but, movies. like, but, like, Tom McFarlane isn't Stephen King. Yeah. You know? Like, Stephen King, people know who that is. Yeah. If I just say that to someone on the street, they're, McFarlane? like... Like, I could have sworn you were, like... You mean the guy makes family guy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, people, Seth MacFarlane's more relevant than Todd MacFarlane. <laughs> you know? Like, Seth MacFarlane, like, branched out out of, like, cartoons and they made, like, live-action TV shows. Who, I'm trying to remember who wrote, um, The Walking Dead? Um, George, uh, George, no. You're thinking about George R. R. Martin, which other people, people know him too. Yeah. 
Um, but like the guy that Very wrote, famous. yeah, but the guy that wrote The Walking Dead. Um, uh, I, I, I want to say, I want to say, I'm gonna look it up. Like George Perez. <laughs> no, George no, he's the Wolfman? artist from Teen Titans. No, George Wolf, another Teen Titans writer. Um, <laughs> you're still in the last news. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna look it up right Fuck. now. Uh, Fuck. I don't. God Fuck. damn it. Uh, oh, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. People know Kirkman because he did The Walking Dead. He also did Invincible. He did Invincible. And I like, like Invincible. I think he might have done The good. Boys. I can't remember. But like, there are people that like, people like people know Bendis probably. Maybe. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> but like, there are just, Tom Farland isn't Stephen King. He isn't one of these notable authors. He's, uh, he's on like, the bottom tier next to like, <laughs> creative influences. Yeah, and I get it. Like there are people like like I like, like did he make anything else aside from Spawn? No. Just, just Spawn. He's Spawn he's and Spawn spin-off characters. Um oh oh yeah. Also like, he does he does the thing where like if he loses creative rights to his characters, he just Makes the same character. Yep, he's like when he lost Angela, he made a new Angela who was blonde. When he when he could these are my OCs. When he couldn't <laughs> buy uh, Miracle Man, he created a character called Man of Miracles. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but like again, he's not big enough to stand there and be like, "Well, I want to be on," because he still he still he still operates like it's the '90s and Spawn is popular. Um, he doesn't realize how irrelevant Spawn is now. He doesn't realize how much of a joke Spawn is now. So what I think was going on with uh, good old McFarlane here <laughs> is that he is unaware of how progressive the times have become. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like in like a... PC way, but like in a more comics have evolved kind of way. Right, the comics are more than just images now. And he is just one guy that made one thing, and he's hinging on the fact that he has made this one thing. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like if you made a thing, your very first thing, and you're like, "This is so good." God, this thing. This one. Thing. I love this thing. Only I can do things. Imagine with this like one thing. imagine Ben Grimm, but he's like a little baby. Oh god, yeah. this beautiful <laughs> thing. And he just he's just so unaware because he's just so hinging on the fact that he made Spawn mm -hmm. and he wants to make Spawn as big as like Batman, Superman, right. Captain America. He, yeah, and that's probably what he thought back in the days. He, he was making so much money, he was like, I've made the new Spider-Man, I've, I've made the new Batman, and he's called Spawn. Yeah. And he's gonna go on forever. And like, he... If he, if he made something else, yeah. aside from Spawn, mm -hmm. I would be like, okay, maybe he could, but he only made Spawn. Yeah, and the, the funny thing too is, David, the only thing that's keeping Spawn from like, Reaching the levels of Spider-Man and Batman and being a household name is Todd McFarlane. Because, yeah. like... Because he thinks only he can do it. Right. And the thing is, there's plenty of Spawn material that a smart person could work into a 2020 mindset. Yeah. Because, like, Spawn's whole thing is that he comes from a background of, like, Christianity. And, like, in Spawn comics, angels are just as bad as demons. Hmm. 
And, of course, he's uh, a, a mercenary, like a military man, mm-hmm. who, like, died, and then when he came back, it was, like, years later, and his wife got remarried to, like, his best friend. Yeah. And they had the daughter that he could never have, and, like, he feels remorse for that, but he's also like, I have to protect this family, because I still love these people, but also I have to live in the shadows and be a fucking downer about it, because I that, I, that should be my life. Yeah. Like, the... The pathos is there, the 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 background is there, and like the commentary about yeah. like heaven and, and, and hell, like it's all there to write something smart. But the problem is that Todd McFarlane doesn't want it to be smart. Like Honestly, I I humor and give the fact of do it. Make your spawn movie if it ever happens. Yeah. And if it's good, then it's good. Like and if it's oh, and if it's bad, I'm we'll just a consumer. we'll forget it like Hellboy. <laughs> I actually like Hellboy. Hellboy's kind of cool. I mean, the, the new Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. So like the the thing with this this Spawn thing, it, it's also like, yeah, no one wants to fucking and like if it is made, it it can't be him. It just it can't. <sighs> that's, Raffi, that's inexcusable. How dare you? Only I, Todd <laughs> McFarlane, can write Spawn. It, to tell you how much he did... Because, like... Because at first it was like, okay, this guy's only made it this big because he draws nice pictures, right? Yeah. He doesn't care about the actual story. To show you how much he doesn't care about the story, and I, I tell this in the Spawn podcast, too. Go listen to that. It's really good. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, around issue 200 of Spawn, Todd was, like, so over telling the main story. Like, he was like, God... I, how many times can I have Spawn go fight the devil for his life back? It, it's, it's getting really hard. So, he switched it to being an anthology. So, every issue was a different story of, like, people doing bad things, and Spawn would just show up, kill them, and then leave. So, it wasn't about Spawn, the character. It wasn't about Al Simmons. It was about, like, a boogeyman that would go after bad people. It was essentially a slasher flick, flick like so Jason or Freddy. he lost his image of what he was because the creator got tired of telling the well, same story? The image was still there because he could still look at it, but he lost, like... He the, lost sight of his own character? No, like, it, it's like, he didn't lose anything. It was just like, I don't want to write stories anymore about this guy. Like, I don't want... A, okay, Todd. Just do something else. Yeah, no, and his... His strategy was just like, all right, every, I, I think I mentioned it like this too. Like, he didn't actually do this, but I totally imagine him being it like this. Yeah. He's like, all right, I gotta write the next issue of Spawn. Let me go watch an episode of SBU, and then I'll go write the script. You know? He just took episodes from crime procedurals and was like, okay, but what if Spawn was in them? And there was no, there was no overarching plot. There was no through line. It was just every issue was a different shitty situation, and then Spawn shows up. That's what the book became. It should have been called And Then Spawn Shows Up. Like, I remember that I had, like, a Spawn action figure toy, and I had, like, no clue who it was. I mean, the the only thing that's going to come out of Spawn coming back in movie form, and it being, like, you know, big and popular or whatever, is me being able to go up to my dad and be like, hey, dad, Spawn's back, and be like, oh, cool, neat. But yeah, that's the news. Yeah. There's, there are fans out there. They're out there in the cave with the rest of them. (laughs) So you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.